You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Very good. Well, let's stand so you can change your posture. If you at home, feel free to stand. If you're really comfortable on the couch and you don't want to get up, go ahead, but just declare with an extra loud volume this wonderful, wonderful declaration. For the mystery of righteousness is truly amazing. He was revealed as a human being and as our great high priest in the spirit. Angels gazed upon him as a man and the glorious message of his kingly ruleship is being preached to the nations. Many have believed in him and he has been taken back to heaven and he has ascended into the place of exalted glory in the heavenly realm. Yes, great is this mystery of righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for your generosity and your faithfulness in giving to the ministry here and to the Lord. It is an act of worship to him, and it's nice that we have a place to, to express that. And uh, thank you for sliding it through the door, sending it through the mail, sending it through your bank, going online and using the MoGive uh, app on our website. We thank you so much for your continued support. Today we're looking at Acts chapter 2. Next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. This past Thursday was Ascension Thursday where Jesus went to heaven and uh, I preached about that a, a couple weeks ago. And today I'm a, a little bit ahead, but I, I've just been, as, as I've been looking at the scriptures, I've been going back into the scriptures and, and just imagining what it would be like to, to be one of the disciples in that day. You know, here Jesus ascended on Thursday. We've been three days waiting <laughs> and we're in the upper room and there's up to 120 in the room and uh, we're trying to figure out we're supposed to wait until we're endued with power from on high. And it just so happens that the day that power is released is on one of the religious festivals of the Jewish people. It's the, it's the day of Pentecost. It, it's the, the feast of, of uh, weeks. And so we, we see that, oh man, this is, this is amazing stuff. So if we look at the beginning of chapter two, we find that there's this loud sound, a violent blast of wind, and it's the great entrance of the Holy Spirit from heaven to earth. A wind from heaven comes to earth and it is so loud, it's deafening. It gathers all the, the attention of all the surrounding community. And then there's a pillar of fire that comes and it appears and it separates into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. How would you like to be engulfed by a, a, a pillar of fire? Yeah. Sounds like it could be a little hot. Huh. And they were filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered to speak in languages that they've never learned. Wow. The result of, of the theophany, the, this manifestation, this, this incredible phenomenon that takes place here is that it gathers a crowd. 
And I, I can't help but think that the disciples are used to this because when Jesus was on the earth, walking with them and they with him, you know, when a, when a miracle would take place, a leper would be cleansed, uh, a blind man would be healed, <laughs> a, a dead child raised from the dead. We find that there, there's all sorts of reasons to gather around. And so <laughs> Peter's not unaccustomed to having a large crowd gather wherever God shows up, wherever Jesus manifests the glory of the Lord. And so here we pick up our, our reading in chapter 14. The question that has been asked by the people is, what is this phenomenon? What is it? So Peter stood up with the 11 apostles and shouted to the crowd, listen carefully. My fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem, you need to clearly understand what's happening here. These people are not drunk like you think they are, for it's only nine o'clock in the morning. This is the fulfillment of what was prophet, prophesied through the prophet Joel. For God says, this is what I will do in the last days. I will pour out my spirit on everybody and cause your sons and daughters to prophesy and your young men to see visions, and your old men will dream dreams from God. The Holy Spirit will come upon all my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. I will reveal startling signs and wonders in the sky above and mighty miracles on the earth below. Blood and fire, pillars, pillars of clouds will appear, for the sun will be turned dark and the moon blood red before the great and awesome appearance of the day of the Lord. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Peter continued, people of Israel, listen to the facts. Just the facts. Listen to the facts. Jesus was the victorious. He was a man on divine mission whose authority was clearly proven. For you know how God performed many miracles, signs, and wonders through him. This man's destiny was prearranged. For God knew that Jesus would be handed over to you to be crucified and that you would execute him on a cross by the hands of lawless men. Yet it was all part of his predetermined plan. <clears throat> God destroyed the cords of death and raised him up because it is impossible for death's power to hold him prisoner. This is the very thing David prophesied about him. I continually see the Lord in front of me. He is at my right hand and I'm never shaken. No wonder my heart is glad and my glory celebrates. My mouth is filled with his praises and I have hope that my body will live. Because you will not leave my soul among the dead, nor will you allow your sacred one to experience decay, for you have revealed to me the pathways to life, and seeing your faith fills me with euphoria. My fellow Jews, I can tell you, there is no doubt that our noted patriarch has both died and been buried in his tomb, which remains to this day. So you can see that he was not referring to himself with those words. But as a prophet, he knew God's faithful promise made with God's unbreakable oath 
that one of his descendants would take his throne. So when peering into the future, David prophesied of the Messiah's resurrection. God revealed to him that the Messiah would not be abandoned to the realm of death, nor would his body experience decay. Can't you see it? God has resurrected Jesus and we all have seen him. Then God exalted him to his right hand upon the throne of highest honor. And the father gave him the authority to send the promised Holy Spirit, which is being poured out upon us today. This is what you're seeing and hearing. David wasn't the one who ascended into heaven, but the one who prophesied. The Lord Jehovah said to my Lord, I honor you by enthroning you beside me until I make your enemies a footstool beneath your feet. Now everyone in Israel know for certain that Jesus whom you crucified is the one God made both Lord and the Messiah. When they heard this, they were crushed and realized that what they had done to Jesus Deeply moved, they said to Peter and the other apostles, what do we need to do, brothers? Peter replied, repent and return to God. And each of you must be baptized in the name of Jesus, the anointed one, to have your sins removed. Then you may take hold of the gift of the Holy Spirit. For God's promise of the Holy Spirit is for you and your families. For those yet to be born, and for everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. <clears throat> Peter preached to them and warned them with these words, be rescued from the wayward and perverse culture of this world. Those who believed the word that day numbered 3,000. They were all baptized and added to the church. Wow. Now that was a sermon right there. Mm-hmm. Father, we ask that you would give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Give us hearts to receive truth. Give us an ability to receive the grace gift that has been promised from the Father all the way back from the day of Pentecost to today. We say, we receive you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. What is this phenomenon? Listen carefully. Peter says, and I'll tell you what it is. They're not drunk. They haven't partied all night. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. This is the fulfillment of what the prophet Joel prophesied, that in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on everybody. <laughs> everybody gets the Holy Spirit poured out on them. And cause your sons and your daughters to prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will experience dreams from God. I can tell I've, I've made the shift from the young man to the older man because I am having dreams from God and I love them. The Holy Spirit will come upon all my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. Wow. There is so many, there are so many cultural barriers that are being crossed at this point, especially for women. Women are now, 
the spirit of God is poured out on the woman just as, as the man. And she prophesies as just as the male prophesies. Huh. And then the second thing he says is, I will reveal startling signs and wonders in the sky above and mighty miracles on the earth below. And he goes into the, the, the picture of what they all understood to be the, the day of the Lord. It would be for those that were not close to God, it would be a day of judgment. It would be a fearful day. But the day of the Lord for the ones that love God, it would be a day of celebration and rejoicing. It would be a day of salvation. Hmm. So he says, listen to the facts. Just the facts. Sounds like dragnet. I know all our millennials would not have any idea who Sergeant Friday is. Just the facts, ma'am. But uh, here's the facts. Fact number one. Jesus, the victorious, was a man on a divine mission whose authority was clearly proven. Jesus conquered. They don't know that yet. Uh, the majority of them don't know that he's risen, but they're about to. Secondly, that God performed many powerful miracles, signs, and wonders through Jesus. These are the facts. They're undeniable. <laughs> They tried to deny them. And then the ones that would heal, who were healed, would stand. And it would be a testimony that they couldn't refute. So much so that Jesus said, if you won't believe the words that I've spoke, at least believe based on the evidence of the miracles themselves. Thirdly, Jesus' destiny was prearranged. He was a man on mission. He had a purpose, and it was foreordained. Jesus would be handed over you to you to be crucified. It, was, it didn't catch him by surprise. He knew that he was going to be delivered into the hands of sinful men. And that you would execute him on the cross by the hands of lawless men. The Romans nailed him and raised his cross and planted it in the earth. Yet it was all part of his predetermined plan. Mm. C.S. Lewis caught this concept in the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe when Aslan is caught by the white witch and gives himself up in exchange for Edmund. Many of you have read the story. And it's a, it's a picture that the kingdom of darkness thought they won. They're celebrating, they're rejoicing, but they forgot. <laughs> they forgot the deep truth. <laughs> the grave can't hold the Lord Jesus. So God destroyed the cords of death and raised him up because it was impossible for death's power to hold him prisoner. <laughs> and even King David prophesied about this. David prophesied that of the Messiah's resurrection. He prophesied that the Messiah would not be abandoned to the realm of death. He prophesied that his body would not experience decay. Wow. It experienced incredible, cruel suffering, but it never decayed. Can't you see it? Peter says, can't you see it? To these Jews that have never, never understood 
the Messiah as one who would come and die. They thought he would be one who would come and take political power and run the nation. Mm. Can you see it? God has resurrected Jesus and we have all seen him. Everyone there were eyewitnesses of Jesus. How do we know? Jesus appeared for a period of 40 days after he was raised from the dead. The scholars say a minimum of 11 appearances to his disciples. I like to think that he met with them daily. I can't support that with scripture, other than the fact that he was there for 40 days. And I, 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 if that was a seminar, I'd sign me up. Sign me up for the post-resurrection seminar of Jesus. I would take in everything that he had to say. I'd make sure we had it recorded on audio, video, every way possible. But back then you couldn't do that. You'd have to absorb it in your heart. God has resurrected Jesus and we've all seen him. We're still into the facts, aren't we? God exalted him to his right hand upon the throne of highest honor. Jesus ascended on that 40th day after his resurrection. And he ascended to the right hand of the Father. Oftentimes when I think of the Lord, I think of him as he walked on this earth. I think of him as one who's interceding for me in heaven. Oftentimes I forget that he is the ascended Lord. I think of him and his goodness, his love, his care, his compassion. But to think about him as the one who has ascended. He's ascended all that the enemy could throw at him. He went down and he took the captives back. He set them free. Father gave him the authority to send the promised Holy Spirit. Jesus had the authority. The picture of Revelation, when everybody's wanting the, the seals of the scrolls to be opened and nobody is worthy, no one is able until the lamb who was slain comes. And that's Jesus. He is the one who is worthy. He is the one who's been given authority and he has released the Holy Spirit. And that is what is being poured out upon us today. While we were singing this morning, the More Love, More Power song, I know it's an old, old vineyard song. We love it so much. I could just feel the presence of the Holy Spirit and even the holy angels saying, this is what I desire to do today. I desire to release more of my love into your hearts. I desire to release more of my power. My power can only be received as you know me. So it's a call to intimacy. It's a call to know him more. And he ends by saying, now everyone as Israel can know for certain, beyond a shadow of a doubt, here are the facts, that Jesus whom you crucified is the one God has made both Lord and the Messiah. Wow. Lord and Christ, Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were so moved. The Holy Spirit was there. Whenever the Holy Spirit is present, it, it gets us in tune with truth because he is the spirit of truth. And it gets, in it gets us in tune with our true self. 
And it gets us to where we can hear truth that maybe at other times is blocked by all sorts of interference. But when the Holy Spirit is present, the truth is heard clearly. And here's the response of the people. They were crushed. They were absolutely crushed and realized what they had done to Jesus. That had to be a sober moment when you realize that you're the one that's responsible, that you're the one that becomes a participant in crucifying the Christ. So they're deeply moved and they say to Peter and to all the the apostles, what do we need to do, brothers? What do we need to do? They don't know what to do. Is Is there any hope? In light of what you just said, we just murdered God's son. What are we supposed to do? Peter replies, repent and return to God. When I hear repent and turn to God, it sounds like Jesus when he comes on the scene in Mark chapter one. When he enters in and he says, repent and believe the gospel. It's interesting how repentance always has a place to play in our coming to God. There is a, there's a need for us to acknowledge that where we've been is not where we should be and that we need to turn from our ways and turn to his ways. We need to turn instead of facing away from him, we need to turn and face toward him. And so repent Repent and return to God. Oh. A lot of times people will come and they say, what's, what's, what's the Lord saying? What's the word of the Lord for today? I say, repent. <laughs> repent, that's the word of the Lord. Repent. And it's like, yes. Uh, if, if we're moving this way and this is right toward him and we're moving just a little bit, we just need to repent a little. But Repent. Repent, get back on track, get back on focus. Repent and return to God. Repentance is a gift from God. The thing that we often don't realize is that when, when we're in a grace moment and truth and the spirit of truth is there and it's letting our hearts know what needs to happen and we're hearing truth and we're seeing the facts and we're experiencing his, his presence There is grace to repent. But I've seen people who refuse and it's as though that grace lifts and they lack the ability to repent. Their mind and heart and affections are turned toward everything else that this world has to offer and they don't have any draw and pull to what the Lord is inviting them to. When you hear the word repent, I pray that you realize that with that word comes a grace to act upon that. Because as we receive the grace to repent, we can so turn back to God and return to him. So they, he said, repent and return to God. Be baptized in the name of Jesus the anointed one, to have your sins removed. Let's get rid of the sins. 
then you may take hold of the gift of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Paul tells us that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That we've been bought at a price. We're not our own. We don't belong to ourselves. For those that have come to Christ, so we want to glorify Jesus in our body. And so we make a habitation for the Holy Spirit. We become a temple for him, for his presence to fill. Fourthly, for God's promise of the Holy Spirit is for you, your families, for those yet to be born, and for everyone whom the Lord our God God calls to himself. Do you realize that includes everybody? The Holy Spirit is here for all of us. I want to encourage you to make the most of the opportunities that you have. Receive him. As you have received him, receive more of him. As you've received more of him, receive more of him. As you've received more and more of him, receive more and more and more of him. What, what I find is that he, as he comes in, he starts purifying and he's making room for expansion. And then we can receive more. And then out of that more, he expands and we can receive more. And as that happens, then we can receive more. And it never stops. All of us should be continually being filled with the Holy Spirit. Not just once. Not once with a gift of the Holy Spirit being manifest and thereby think that we have all of the Holy Spirit that we need. No, it should be a continuous infilling more and more and more of the Holy Spirit. Uh, And it's for all of us. It's for all the people at the day when Peter was preaching. He says it's for those that are yet to be born. It's for men and women, children. It's for everyone. If you're in your 90s, it's definitely for you. More, Lord. More love, more power, more of your spirit in our lives. Come. The conclusion in the matter is 3,000 believed. 3,000 people that day responded, repented, were baptized, and were added to the church. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. What does he want to do with you this week? This coming Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. I would encourage you to take seriously some, some personal prayer time daily. Imagine yourself to be with the disciples as, as you're in the upper room. You've seen Jesus for 40 days after his death and resurrection. You're praying, you're waiting, and then the Spirit of the Lord comes. We have the Spirit of the Lord now, but I wonder if he would like to manifest himself in a very unique way next Sunday. Prepare your hearts. Prepare your hearts for more and more of the Holy Spirit.
Let's continue as the worship team comes and, well, as Rick comes. <laughs> Are we good? Okay. Father, we just want to be open to your Holy Spirit today. As we kind of put ourselves in, in the disciples' position of having prayed three days with seven more days to come, we say, Lord, let each day be a spirit-filled day. Renew our mind, renew our hearts. Bring understanding about the things of your kingdom that we still fail to understand. Bring understanding about your presence. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teach us more about you, and we'll give you all the praise. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.